Welcome to How Travel Writers Self-Publish. This podcast brings you the most up-to-date and relevant advice, tips, and strategies to get your travel book written, self-published, and marketed to a global audience. And here's your host, travel writer and digital nomad, Jay Artali. There's a jam-packed show this week. We're going to look at identifying your target audience, which is critical for your success. We're also going to look at what you're going to deliver to them. And with those two elements in mind, I'll explain how to write a descriptive statement, which will help keep your writing on track. Before you start writing your travel guide, you should confirm who you're writing it for. Because if you try and write for everyone, you'll end up pleasing no one. And the more specifically you define your target audience, the easier it's going to be to reach them. You can't please everyone, but if you know who your audience are, you'll be able to include content and elements that will connect with them more easily. I like to visualize my audience as an audience of one, and this makes my writing more personable and approachable. With one person in mind, I can more easily meet your needs. I can identify what will appeal to you by identifying how my book solves your travel challenges or your travel problems. Knowing your audience not only helps the writing process, but it's essential when it comes to marketing your book. Your audience is the who, but you also need to identify the why. Why is your audience motivated to buy your book? When you know who you're writing your book for, it's going to be so much easier to define the motivation by establishing your book's objectives. If you don't define your audience, your book will lack focus and become hard to write, increasingly difficult to finish and really challenging to market. Your goal is to create the best book you can and in order to achieve this, it's imperative that you define your audience. No matter how much you desire it, there's no chance your book will appeal to every age group or demographic, which is why there's such a broad range of books and travel guides and travel memoirs out there in the marketplace. There's something for everyone. But don't get overwhelmed with this process. It may seem daunting, but it's actually easier to market a non-fiction book than it is to market a fiction book. Defining your audience is going to help your writing process, not hinder it. You'll no longer be writing for everyone. You'll be writing for someone, your target audience. This really helps your writing connect at a personal level. So in order to help you define your target audience, let's take a look at audience identifiers to clearly define who you're writing for. So we'll start off by looking at gender. Are you writing for a male audience, a female audience, or a mixed audience? There's obviously overlap between travel tips and advice across the sexes, but when you determine whether you're writing a guide for a specific gender or sexual orientation, it will help you assess what content is relevant to them. You also want to look at age range and demographic. Now, there's multiple ways of approaching your target age range. You could look at an actual age, and you don't need to pinpoint an exact age. A decade span is accurate enough. For example, people in their 40s or 50s, or teenagers, or children. The other element is demographic group, whether it's baby boomers, Gen Xers, millennials. Every demographic group has different needs and different requirements And if you're not writing to that target audience, your content could be way off mark. If defining an actual age or demographic group is too challenging, try looking at what stage of life your audience are at. 
For example, college leavers, empty nesters, just retired, just married, just become parents. Even if we haven't actually attached an age range to any of these groups of people, it's easy to assess what they could be interested in. If you can clarify their interest, it's easy to make some assumptions about how you can grab their attention with your book. As well as knowing their stage of life, it's also useful to look at their hobbies or professional interests. And this is especially relevant when you're writing a travel guide. So, for example, professional chefs or culinary students could be interested in a culinary travel guide rather than a generic destination guide. And uh, history teachers looking for a summer holiday destination may be more interested in a special interest travel guide about historical sites at a specific destination or geographic location. When you assign a specific profession, like a chef, to your culinary guide, it lets you know you'll have to include a higher level of industry knowledge and expertise in the guide, whereas if you're writing for a casual foodie, their expectations may be different. The same applies to a teacher versus a person with a passing interest in history. The level of facts and figures you need to provide in your travel guide in order to connect with your audience would vary. The next identifier is affluence. This demographic is particularly relevant for travel guides, as cost is one of the deciding factors when choosing a destination and type of vacation. It's also relevant when you're defining what content to include in your guide. If you're writing a general guide to appeal to the mass market, and at varying levels of affluence, you need to include listings with different price points. But if you decide to write a destination guide aimed at travellers on a budget, then that helps you trim down the listings you need to include. You know you need to primarily feature budget-conscious restaurants and accommodation, but that doesn't mean you can't include a couple of featured listings under when it's time to splash out section. Depending on what type of travel guide you plan to write, geographic location of your target audience may or may not be relevant. But the key for this decision is whether you're writing a travel guide for people who already live in an immediate area and therefore have a specific local knowledge, or if you're aiming your guide at visitors who are new to the destination. Once you've looked at all of those audience identifiers, it's time to get inside your audience's head. As well as looking at the core demographics, you can also contemplate the following questions. What personality traits do they have? What are they afraid of or what travel concerns do they have? What are they looking for in a travel guide? What questions do they have? What's most important to them? You could try answering those questions with a specific audience in mind. For example, a businesswoman traveling alone, an independent traveler with disabilities, a food blogger on a shoestring, or any audience that you've identified as your target audience. When I started looking at the core audience for my Bodrum Peninsula travel guide, I put my own preconceptions aside and wrote for a broad appeal. For example, I don't eat meat, but I know I'm in the minority, so I always include restaurants that cater to carnivores as well as pescatarians. Now, if I'm honest, I do include more seafood restaurants in my guides than any other type of establishment, but that's just because I'm more familiar with them. I know about them, so that's what I share. But I chat to other visitors and get other local area restaurant recommendations so I can expand the scope of the guide. My travel guides don't include a lot of information about nightclubs and bars. My clubbing days are over, and I write for the audience who feel the same. 
I'm not writing for the 1830 crowd. I'm writing for an older crowd with more disposable income who want a more independent and laid-back holiday experience. Although I'd started to list all nightclubs in Bodrum for my first draft, I eventually realised that my target demographic wasn't interested in them, so I deleted the listings during the review of the first draft. I could have saved myself a lot of research time if I'd kept my target audience front and centre in my mind. This was probably one of the most valuable lessons I learned when writing my first guide. So let me give you an idea of my target audience for my Bodrum guide. And this should help you write in your target audience summary. So here goes. My audience wants to find out more about the Bodrum Peninsula. They're considering planning a holiday to this destination and want more information before they decide to go there. They want a guidebook to use during their holiday. They are independent travellers and want to explore and get off the beaten track. They want to immerse themselves in the culture and local environment and learn a little bit about the area to deepen their holiday experience. My reader is a little bit afraid of getting off the beaten track because they're scared of the unknown. I want my book to give them confidence to explore. I want them to make the most of their holiday, throw caution to the wind and explore the local environment. Here's the audience profile I created for my Bodrum Guide. 40 plus and baby boomers have available income for independent travel and like a mix of budget conscious selections and the occasional splurge. Male and female, single and couples, more likely to be empty nesters or have older kids. Want to be able to explore by themselves, either on public transport or by renting a car. They're happy to arrange self-catering accommodation and they like trying lots of different activities including sightseeing, beaches, food and local events and markets. They don't mind getting off the beaten track and want to visit places where they can interact with locals. They go with the flow, they like a bit of planning but also want to leave a few adventures to chance. Now here's a tip, you can also create a profile of who your audience isn't so you know what content you don't need to include in your travel guide. My audience are not luxury travellers, so they don't like posh hotels, expensive restaurants every night, and they're not high maintenance. So as soon as I put this profile together to give me a clear idea of my target audience, it helped me focus on the content that's going to provide true value to my readers, and it helps me define what's in and out of scope when it comes to determining what content and chapters to include in my travel guide and which aren't necessary based on the likes and the dislikes of my target audience. Now that you've identified who your target audience is, what are you going to provide them with? You need to ask yourself, what do I want to deliver to my reader? And here's some possible objectives. Do you want to amuse them, assure them, encourage them, educate them, entertain them, inspire them, influence them, motivate them, or stimulate them. The book you're planning will probably span multiple objectives, but you should establish at least one primary objective. And after you've set that, you can select one or more secondary objectives and then add clarifying details to support them. This exercise really helps solidify the direction of your writing and defines the scope of your guide. And here's another tip. If you feel your writing is meandering without clear intent, refer back to your objectives to assess what steps you need to do to get back on track. You will have to decide whether to adjust your content scope 
or spend time evaluating and revising your objectives. So here's an example. The primary objective of my Bodrum travel guide was to encourage my readers to get off the beaten track by providing them with enough information so they've got the confidence to explore on their own. I also picked out a couple of secondary objectives and they were to assure, educate, inspire and motivate. So as you can see, the primary objective is pretty broad and it sets the overall intent of my book and has enough clarity to keep my book focused. But I added clarifying details to make my objective more specific. So in my travel guide, I want to provide a summary of each destination covered by my travel guide because I want to encourage and educate my readers about the local towns and villages within easy reach of their destinations. I also want to focus on pastimes and activities with information about opening times and prices because I want to encourage them to do these things independently instead of signing up for organised excursions. I also want to inspire them to explore the local side of Turkey as opposed to the tourist side. I want to motivate them to get them out and about instead of bowling up to a resort and shielding themselves from the local culture. I also wanted to provide as much public transport information as possible with prices, destinations, distances and how the bus routes interconnect. So I want to encourage exploration and assure them about the ease of using public transport. I also wanted to summarise local history in an easy to digest format. So I wanted to educate them about the diversity of the area and inspire them to seek out more locally. And I also wanted to include a selection of off-the-beaten-track restaurants and shops to encourage them to get away from the tourist hubs where everyone speaks English and to seek out local cafes and restaurants to get an authentic taste of Turkish cuisine and save money as well. And finally, I wanted to provide details about local markets and how to get them by using local transport to encourage them to visit as many different markets as possible and educate them on when they occur and how to reach them. During my writing process, I double-checked that the depth of information I provided was enough to encourage my readers to get off the beaten path. And I used this primary objective as my litmus test to ensure my content would meet my readers' needs. I know all of this probably sounds like a lot of work, but believe me, it's going to save you time in the long run. There's no point starting to write your travel guide or any non-fiction book for that matter without having a clear idea of who you're writing for and what you want to deliver to them. That really is going to help to put guardrails around your scope and you'll have a clearer idea of what chapters you need to write. There's nothing worse than not having a clear idea of your audience or your objectives, starting the writing process, and then realizing that 10,000 words down the line, they really aren't relevant to the target audience you've now realized you need to define. So save yourself some heartache and do this step first, and it will streamline your writing process and save you time in the long run, which means it's quicker to get your book written, published, and sell in. Now that you have a clear idea of why you're writing your travel guide and who you're writing it for, you can get serious about writing a descriptive statement and defining your content scope. Ask yourself, what are you going to include in your travel guide and what are you going to leave out? This is a key decision in your planning process. If you don't define your content scope, you will run the danger of stuffing your guide with information that isn't relevant to your target audience. This lack of direction will derail your travel guide and turn your readers off. 
So determining what content you're going to leave out is just as important about what you're going to include. And your book's roadmap needs a descriptive statement to keep it on track. And once you've written your statement, it can be used as a foundation to define what content and topics are in and out of scope. The best way to think of your descriptive statement is, how would you describe your travel guide to somebody you just met? It also acts as your compass or anchoring point during the writing process. Now, if you have trouble creating your descriptive statement, it will be because you're not clear about your angle and theme. So make sure you have clarity around those before you move forward. And we covered angle and theme in an earlier podcast. So here's some tips on how to write your descriptive statement. At this stage in the planning process, you only really need to focus on four key elements. What location are you writing about? What type of guide will you be writing? What's your theme and what's your angle? For each of the following examples, I've included the type of travel guide category and the theme and angle to hook a specific set of readers. So here's a few examples. Example one, my side trip travel guide will feature day trips out of Paris for artists retracing the footsteps of famous painters, giving them the opportunity to step back into France's impressionistic history era. So the location is Paris, The type of guide is side trip, the theme is day trips, and the angle is impressionist history and famous painters who have made Paris their home. Here's example two. I will write an Amsterdam special interest guide for keen cyclists who want to experience off-the-beaten-path adventures on two wheels, featuring the most picturesque pedal power routes between destinations and the unique cafes worth taking a break for. So the location is Amsterdam, the type of guide is special interest, my theme is off the beaten path, and my angle is cycling routes and cafe culture. My descriptive statement example three is, my special interest travel guide around the northern Irish coastline will cover the best coastal towns to eat shellfish and drink Guinness. So the location is northern Irish coastline, the type of guide is special interest, The theme is coastal towns of Ireland. And the angle is restaurants and local bars serving shellfish shellfish and Guinness. Example four, I'm writing an event-specific travel guide that covers all the peripheral activities and events that take place at the annual Albuquerque Balloon Festival and lets my readers know where the best photo-taking spots and opportunities are. So the location is Albuquerque, New Mexico. The type of guide is an event-specific travel guide. The angle is a balloon festival and the theme is hot air balloon photography, local activities and events. So we've covered a lot in today's episode. We've identified your target audience. You've established your objective to define what you're going to deliver and we've taken a stab at writing your descriptive statement. And those three key planning elements will help you define the content scope for your travel guide. I've got some handy free PDF downloads available on my website. Worksheet six is define your target audience. Worksheet seven is create your descriptive statement. And worksheet eight is define your content scope. They include a summary of the key elements that we discussed in the show today and space for you to fill out your own target audience summary, descriptive statement and content scope. These are all available on my free downloads page. You've been listening to the How Travel Writers Self-Published Podcast. 
hosted by digital nomad and travel writer Jay Artali. Visit us at www.birdsofafeatherpress.com.